What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! Forever Dog Yeah, 97, baby! Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Goodness. I have no clue what we're talking about. Wow. <laughs> I will say this, this movie like was a heavy influence on how I spoke and how I act. Really? And how I danced. <laughs> is it this I, movie or is it just Chris Tucker it was, in general? It was it was it was specifically him in this movie. I saw Friday <laughs> and was like whatever. But like at this point in my life my voice was really high pitched so how he was dancing, I mimicked, you know what I mean? Like even how quickly he would speed up his voice at certain times, I'd mimic mm-hmm. it was like Oh man, this is crazy. I feel like he coined that dance move because then he did it again in Rush Hour. He was just like. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> and um, I don't know why. I was wa- wa- re watching this. I was like, man, why is. Like, is. is what he's doing is very simple. <laughs> like, why is it so funny? <laughs> like, why is doing that dance move funny? And why is just. He's saying very simple, like the words, it's like the words by themselves are funny, but it's the way he's saying it that makes it so funny. <laughs> I mean, I just I, remember him being like the, like, I remember him, one just sounding so silly because I'd never heard a person's voice that was that high pitch. And then I remember friends back home, once this movie came out, started bringing out the um, Deaf Comedy Jam videotapes. And I guess he got big off of like his Michael Jackson bit. And I was like, this dude is great. Right. Right. He was 20. He was about 26 when this movie came out. Wow. (laughs) Do you guys ever think about that? (laughs) I I had no idea he was that young. That's so funny because I was like, damn, he was that old. That's that's the. the Oh, you said, oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, because just because like, you know, you know, I, I, Eddie Murphy obviously is an anomaly, but he was just so young that, like, I just assume that everybody, <laughs> every, like, comedian that, like, gets into stuff is, like, mad young when they start. But then I guess Kevin Hart was was older when he really, when he really popped off. I mean, but I guess they Wait, all were, like, well, like... We haven't gotten ours. Yeah, no, I, like I've said already on this podcast, that I, it's too late for me. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's entirely too late for me. Nothing's oh, no. gonna ever pop off. <laughs> like, no, I don't like this. We're, that means it's too late for me. I don't like that. <laughs> no. Oh, wait, wait. How old was he? Oh, he was in House Party Two, House Party Three. Yes. Wow. Three. Wow. Okay. Okay. House yeah. Party Three, and then oh wow, he had a good year for ninety two. House Party Three, then Friday, and ninety five, and this came out in ninety seven. All right, yeah, man, he had a good year. Yo, he did, he did, he did uh, the fifth element and this movie, and this movie at the same same year, and oh, Jackie yeah. Brown. Oh, all three were in '97. All three. All wow, three and then '98 Rush Hour mm-hmm. comes out, and so it's like, boom, yep. there it is. Like that's <laughs> that's right. that's it. I mean, I guess he was like the next Eddie Murphy in a sense. He right? was. It was like this, like yeah, like the fast talking black man 
And I like I feel like they just set that trope in Hollywood. <laughs> also, it was a, a time where I felt like um, and not saying it doesn't happen now, because maybe it does. I'm just not sure. But like, um, I was watching this this doc on um Bill Cosby and um and Eddie Murphy, mm. and and it was just talking about like how, you know, aside from Bill, but like you would see these older comics with the new dudes like helping like quote unquote pass the torch, but also trying to make sure niggas ain't forget about them. But right. you would just see like all these old things, and like there was some times where you would see like um Martin in particular with Chris. Because apparently Martin is the one who helped Chris get on Def Comedy Jam and like the Def Comedy Jam is with Spiral. And I'm like, that is so cool to think about of like, was it Eddie helped, Eddie helped um, Chris Rock, Chris Rock helped Martin, Martin helped Chris Tucker, you know, mm. and then Chris Rock helped a bunch of other people too. But, right. You know. So Damn. basically we just need to find somebody who... <laughs> Who can yeah, help I mean, us? Yeah. <laughs> us yeah. Help I mean, us. <laughs> somebody help us help so us, we can help please. somebody else. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what they said. Like, oh, prior. man. Do you think they you just know. did that out of the kindness of their heart? Or or did they get bragged? Because, you, you know, money talks. <laughs> why, did you, why did you pause for so long? I just thought you were going to start. I was saying, do you think they did it because, you know... <laughs> They're just like, no, nah, I like this person, or, or was it a little bit of like, you I know mean, what I mean? Cause, I, I felt I mean, money that. talks. Yep, you said you said that part. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, is it is it ego? Is it is you know? Is it you, is you it don't have to keep doing this? You don't have does, to keep doing this. Or is it that money talks? I still grinning. <laughs> why you say it in your grinning voice <laughs> oh my god let's start the show Jonathan Raylock James Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. I will slap you. I will slap the hell out of you. You don't, you don't know who you're messing with, man. I don't even know who I'm slapping somebody. I, my reflexes, I don't... I, that's my Chris Tucker. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because I was trying to figure out which line you were going to go with. The, the the one I really love is like uh, when he shows up at the nightclub. Hey, where you shoot him at? You shot him in the ass, man. Everybody know you shot him in the ass. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like he's like, shot him and got the pop. It's like, but where you shoot him? The ass. It's just so random. Like, I often wonder if that line was scripted, but it's just so random. I, yes, I would love to see a copy of this script before, <laughs> before they added the lines that he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, the amount of improv is insane. Uh, guys, just want you to know, um, you know, this collected, cool, oh. calm, I guess just presidential voice that you're listening to right now is Jonathan Braylock. Presidential? Why are you doing this? Like, like, why <laughs> are you doing this? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this already exhausted voice is Gerard Milligan. And this voice is James the Third. Oh, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are a film review podcast. We review films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. And today we are reviewing the film Money Talks. Yeah. 1997 film starring 
Chris Tucker, and uh, that other guy, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, Elise yeah. Neal, though. Oh, Elise Neal. And Elise Neal. Neal. Yes. Elise uh, Neal. Guys, this movie has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. A 16? Uh, 16? <laughs> 71% wow. audience I'm score, shocked though. at that. It made wow. about 40, I mean, according to uh, Wikipedia, because that's what I'm taking it from now, it's 48.4 million at the box office off a $25 million budget. So I, oh, I guess this movie wasn't a huge success, but <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't a flop either. No, I mean, it made money. I mean, this movie is a classic to me, okay? It's mm-hmm. a classic. You heard me. You know, fuck it. I'm going to say initial thoughts. Chris Tucker was the man in this job, okay? He was the man, all right? This dude, okay, was in this movie for the first half in just a tank top, giving you jokes, and not only was he a fast talker, but he was smart enough to outsmart everybody in the movie. Mm. And and the reason I like pointing that out is because usually you have, like, these, these, like, funny black people who are just, like, don't know what the fuck is happening. But when you look at this, and you look at him in Rush Hour, and you look at, like, Eddie Murphy... And Beverly Hills Cop, they are funny, they are fast looking, but they're smart. And I think that is the key, is like, they're smart. Love this movie. Lo- and, and, right. <laughs> and, 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 I know it's not this movie, but every time I see Chris Tucker, I just want to say, Corbin! I just want to scream. <laughs> I want to scream Corbin. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie's about uh, basically a, a, a hustler who Gets arrested because of a news reporter. Dang, you did it. Well, hold up. <laughs> Gerard did initial. Well, yeah, Gerard did. Yeah, I mean, I was ready. I was ready. Come on, he man. Was, uh, Come he on, jumped man. right into it. I'm, Come on, man. I'm going to just go, I'm just, I'm just go back and we just explain that. <laughs> and, then, and then James and I will do our initial thoughts. <laughs> no, no he's excited. Initial, he was excited. My initial he thought is, in. is fire. It's fire. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's great. Uh, and so, anyway, he gets involved in this episode. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Anyway, he just gets involved in this, uh, uh, you know, diamond heist scheme. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. And he's getting Cause... shot at, and then people think that he killed police officers. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Now let's do this with us. <laughs> my my will, already was movie's fire. Yeah, I will. I'm the same. I'm in the same camp as Gerard. I had this. I had this on VHS. Same. Yeah, back in the day, I had this on VHS tape. Okay, <laughs> I would I watched this so often, and I and while we were, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, and while Kat and I were watching it, lines would come up, and I would just say them at the same time. <laughs> like it's been so long since I've seen it, but I know I knew so much of the movie, and I, I was surprised that certain things, like the, there's the part where he's like, just like you did back on the dock. <laughs> I will beat your ass. Like that yes. one. I, don't yes. I don't know why I specifically remembered that. <laughs> Just really dumb shit like that. Um, I don't know. I love I loved Chris Tucker in this. And then and on and on this rewatch, I agree with Jura about how smart he is, but I also thought it was unique that what happens is Charlie Sheen's character gets kidnapped and then he has to go and save yes he, he literally oh, yeah, has yeah. to go and save charlie sheen i was like oh this is this is kind of cool like we don't you know in these in these buddy cop movies not it's not always like this even though this isn't mm. a buddy cop movie obviously but like in these buddy comedies so i thought that was cool and i don't know what else i want to say right now initially i my first my last my everything 
that song is funny to me now. <laughs> like, like I, like ever since '97, I've thought that song was funny just because of how Chris Tucker is singing it in the beginning. And I, and I don't. Like, we were just talking about this the script before watching that, particularly that scene. It's like, is this scene even? supposed to be like is it funny I think on that paper? was scripted <laughs> like it's sure. like it's that part is is on when you read this it's like okay he's singing my first my last my everything do you laugh at that or does it own it's is it only funny because chris tucker is is doing the ad libs like he's doing you know what i mean like this yeah um yeah it's man. a classic uh that's a classic comedy joke is quoting referencing <laughs> my first like just speaking a song lyric as if right. it's your own words but it's actually a song lyric if so this was made nowadays it would have been from the windows to the wall <laughs> to the sweat <laughs> well that's that's a lot funnier because it's absolutely inappropriate <laughs> to say at a wedding I feel like it would have been like some it's like um, John Legend and then and then <laughs> but yeah all of me yeah, it's all it of me. All, it's all of you. You know all what I mean? All of you. Well, it's all yeah. of me. You know, like it just. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is my first time seeing this movie. I didn't see. I didn't. Because I think this movie was rated R. <laughs> oh, that's right. 97. Yep. <laughs> but it's what what's funny was that I remember the poster i remember like the trailer and i remember always wanting to see this movie and i never got to see it but it was fun like it's a it's a funny movie i mean it's interesting i this movie made me go did make me question like why charlie sheen had such an illustrious career i i i (laughs) I was like wait what does he do again um but (laughs) (laughs) nepotism um, it's just so funny because this movie was like it's not a buddy. I mean, they they were like, oh, this is like, this is the anti-buddy comedy. But it's like, it is still clearly a buddy comedy. But it was all Chris Tucker. Like, that's my my initial thought of this movie was like, this movie is only good because of Chris Tucker. <laughs> and yeah. he is the movie. Like, he is the entirety of this film. The, the only reason it's interesting, the only reason it's funny like and it's just fun to see him interact with literally every actor in this movie it's just <laughs> it's just like every and you can kind of tell like every actor is just like trying not to laugh and they're just like all right i got to figure out how to like keep up and just let chris tucker like like just word vomit on me and then respond as if like this is a real human, human being. <laughs> like I have, to, I have to interact with somehow <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Like, this is a real human being. Man, it's a whole uh, other house. Let me spend a night. Give me those watches. Give me them watches. Nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. Man. Unless you going to let me keep them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. I can't believe a whole bit in this movie is that he's, uh, what's his name? Vincent. Victimone. Uh, Victimone's son. Victimone Jr. Jr. <laughs> yeah, Yo, no, the way he said Sammy Jr. 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 Walker Jr. Frank <laughs> Sinatra Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. <laughs> Yo, this movie. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right, yeah, let's talk. I mean, 
I don't know yeah, what else to start. say. Yeah, let's start. Right? Um, I mean, I mean, I guess yeah. It we can talk. There's also some in, like there is some like dated stuff. It's so funny. Some films you're like, man, the entirety of all of these jokes relies on like racist or homophobic or sexist stuff. And then other movies you're like, okay, they have some of those jokes in there, but that's not like the main the movie, crux yeah. of the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I always think about that when people are like, well, you can't judge a film based on the time. I was like, yeah, but some movies, in, even in that time, were better than other movies yeah, at that time. Yeah. You know? Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, oh, man, you know, I just had a job end, which, you know, I was very fortunate to have. But it's so funny how quickly stress starts to accumulate. <laughs> when you're not I, working it's too much it's too much it's heavy you know i got the i got the shakes um and you know the the heart palpitations all of it i i agree i will say i've had the benefit of not being unemployed this long since 2009 and i what are we in april uh soon to be may and mm-hmm. i have not had a paycheck all of 2024 uh Oof. so this is the most stress i've ever had my parents may need to get an aid and i'm like where who's coming to save the day so stress is high anxiety is high and you know sometimes to talk about this stress therapy can be a safe space like get that stuff off your chest figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down you know instead of just keeping it all bottled up and feeling like you have to hold everything inside i know therapy has helped me i kind of i almost look at it as like check in like Sometimes I'm just, I got a lot to say. Sometimes not so much, but it's like, it is super, super helpful. Yeah. I appreciate getting the, the tools to like kind of understand my, the mechanism of how I'm, of how I'm behaving, you know, and reacting mm-hmm. in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use better help and Timothy black male therapist saves the day. Cause he gets it, man. I'm like, you know what? Thank you, bro. For sometimes it's just 30 minutes of just me rambling. And I'm like, Oh, you didn't even say hello yet. and he's like keep going i'm like thank you yes if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient and flexible it's suited to your schedule which is absolutely uh, essential these days all you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist and if you want switch therapists anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash jump today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash jump. You gotta jump to get that better help. Better help. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash office hours live. This starts with him like at the at the stadium, right? Yeah. The thing I found funny about this movie though, I didn't realize that Brett Ratner's first big movies were Chris Tucker movies. Like I didn't realize this yeah. was his first one. And then his next one was Rush Hour. And I was like, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Rush Hour is what made him popular. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Tucker started Brett Ratner's career. And then, like, out of nowhere, he does Red Dragon. And it's like, why is he doing yeah. Red Dragon? <laughs> yeah. I, I remember everyone thought that. I remember when Red Dragon, he was like, why is this dude doing Red Dragon? Why is this dude doing X-Men The Last Stand? It was like, yeah. It's because Rush Hour did so well. But like I said, Chris Tucker started Brett Ratner's career. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, uh, if if we had, if Black folk had a dollar for every white career they started whatever white network um made his career off of black projects yo we would be millionaires brother millionaires oh wait Melissa says the original wow. director dropped out and chris had worked with him in a music video that's right because he's direct music videos he directed so like he literally started his career like he was like hey get this dude yeah. it's funny because this movie is like about that like he like the <laughs> um What's his name? Charlie Sheen's character like gets him arrested because <laughs> because right. he wouldn't do his interview. And, like he needs something for sweeps week, so he just is riding on the coattails of this like black man's oppression. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Wow, wow. didn't even He's think about it like that. Trying to get famous off of this black man's story, man. You know, I just laugh at how many white directors have made it from being music video directors, which maybe have a through line. But they're like, oh yeah, this person could direct the movie. But like, if you if you a person of color and you direct sketches which have like a beginning, middle, and then sometimes they're like, oh, but can you do can you <laughs> do goodness. narrative? I'm like, but you and ask this white dude who did this music video about the person doing a handstand. <laughs> can they direct a goddamn movie? My questions about this though are how many, and I there are probably plenty, you know, like Adam McKay or something. But like, how many how many go from sketch? directing to like full feature who, directing who and like is like it who the same? Are, who are not caucasian oh who no, are no, caucasian who are, i mean you gotta feel me i think adam mckay is probably the biggest one i mean it depends on it depends on if you include jed apatow's like the fact that he came from not directing live action i'm sure there's a yeah. plenty actually if we yeah no no I, i'm sure director. there are plenty too i just just <laughs> just dry used the music video thing but then i started thinking of black music video directors i i think there are some yeah who are they like F. Gary Gray, right? F like he's he's one. He's the F. first Gary one that, that comes to F. mind. F. Gary for me. also uh, like was great because he got on very early with Friday. But then you also had oh my goodness, he directed Belly. Like he's like the most awarded. Um, yes. Oh my god. Uh, black people who listen in, don't kill me. Right, and uh, Belly right now. Can't believe I don't remember his name. Um, Hype Williams. Hype Williams. I mean, you do have some yes. type of crossover when it comes to music videos. It's like, it's a lot of like white directors who do it. And a lot of them are great. Like Spike Jones is great. Like I love Spike Jones. Like, great. yeah. Also, this was music videos. I guess music videos are still pretty big today, but they were really big then. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that's when they had million dollar budgets. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like that was when MTV was still playing music videos and it was a like, yeah. super <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was a it was a huge deal. Like music videos were a huge deal. And that was like at the height of the music yeah, you're industry. Right. Actually, you're right <laughs> about that. <laughs> they were making the most money. And now they don't make as much money because they don't they don't really have CD sales like that. They don't they don't get as much from iTunes or Spotify. Um, anyway, <laughs> we're, we're talking little... about money talks. Yes, we um, are. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it starts with him. I mean, we just see him hustling mm-hmm. where he's getting tickets and he, he yells at the guy for getting him a fan of the opera ticket. I, like this, like all of this is, it has to be improv. Like, fan of the yeah. opera, like, I told you give me some black <laughs> people like Luther Vandross. And he's like, well, that's not culture. Man, Get out of here with culture. Like, <laughs> also, so all right, you owe me. Luther Vandross is not culture. <laughs> exactly. And is wait, is this the movie where they talk about Big Luther versus Little Luther? It's like, wait, there's a bit I've heard him talk about when he talks about Luther Vandross, particularly. Yeah, Big and he Luther, just goes Luther. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh man, this dude is great. Um, oh yeah, sorry. He does the scalping. Also. Also, you know what this bullshit is? The fact that Charlie Sheen is one of these like snitches and shows up with like a camera all in my man's face right. for scalping tickets. Uh, it makes me so annoyed because um I was I was watching something the other day and it was talking about how uh some 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 guy who got like locked up in the early 90s for like having some couple dime bags on him now is finally getting out, but the city he lives in, uh, marijuana is now legal. And he's like, ain't this a bitch? It's like, <laughs> I got caught on, like, the Channel 5 News, and now this old lady down the street got a goddamn dispensary. And I'm like, man, that's what Charlie Sheen was. He was a snitch. My man was an entrepreneur, okay? He was selling tickets that people already... Look, man, if, if, he's, he's, he's um, Ticket. What's the ticket master? The other junk. He's um, StubHub. Oh, yeah. My man was doing the thing before the thing was real. Snitches. <laughs> Snitches. I also thought it was hilarious that he refused to not talk about that on camera like he, he was yes. like i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that that's I'm a what businessman. i do yeah <laughs> like, uh. yeah he gets arrested for scalping t- without any evidence too by the way like what did the guy hand in to get the police to arrest him oh he pointed to a black man yeah he didn't do anything he was just he just called him and was like yeah there's a person out here scalping tickets and they were like great that's all we need is your word. <laughs> Literally, I mean, all we need just will go and arrest them right now. <laughs> I was trying to think of how many times they have black people as scalpers in movies. I think in this movie, Chris Tucker's a scalper. I want to say in um in, in Trading Places, like Eddie, I know he's a hustler, but at one point I thought he was scalping. And then I think Jermaine was scalping yeah, and, and coming and to coming America. Too, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's like, hey man, niggas ain't got no job, but they out here hustling. And you know what it is? It is the nicest hood job. Like, they can't have them selling weed. They can't have them robbing cars. Right. But it's like, scalping is funny. Come on, put them in yeah, front of a stadium it, it, or it something. It is kind of like, a, it, it, you go, that's admirable. Like, you, you're like... You're it's like, not that bad. You're like, that, you know. they just got something that, that, you know, that they can tell that somebody needs. And it, like, it implies... You know, it implies that an understanding of business <laughs> supply and demand. <Yeah>. Like... <laughs> I was like, all right, this is interesting. I, I know. It's it's such a I mean, it's crazy though, because you do look at those people like, oh yeah, that's like a that's a, you know, a no good, like small time criminal. Meanwhile, you have 
whole corporations that are profiting off of just buying up tickets and then selling them at a higher price. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then they get tax deductions. You know what I mean? Like, it's so absolutely ridiculous. Uh, that said, this is not a political podcast. Um, no, no, no. Thank you, Bray. Thank you thank for you, that. Yeah, no, it's it's not. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, man, the way that he gets arrested was so infuriating because the police officers even go to him and they're like, is your name this? And he's like, nah, man, <laughs> over there. And then they're like, you were arrested because Charlie Sheen's like, no, 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 that's him. I'm like, okay, so he they literally notice. didn't even check his ID. Like, it's like Charlie Sheen could have said anything and they would have believed him and just arrested this person. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, I was like, what life. evidence? They, it's not like they caught him in the act of it. It's not like they found the, the tickets thing they on have him. Evidence they literally is he, is he goes, I'll give you $5 if you let me go. Oh, bribery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Five dollars. <laughs> that is truly hilarious. I'll give you five dollars. Five dollars. Oh my oh. god! Even in '97, that small of a bribe is, <laughs> is honestly, it was that was amazing. And then he's like literally in prison. Like yes. he Chain wasn't game. even in like a like a like a just like a holding cell. Like the dude was in prison with hardcore criminal <laughs> like what oh my god um listen man every time i think about movies like this i always laugh and, and braylock is right this is not a political podcast but i always think about um you know some of the, the actors the actors who got caught in that um that college scam and i was like oh man not only is those white ladies out, but one got a TV show coming out. And then a black mom who just used her brother's address is still in jail. And so when I was watching this movie, I was like, this came out of 97. We see this black dude get arrested just for literally pointing to being like that nigga right there. And now he's here <laughs> with a criminal who is a mobster. Like this mobster he's attached to is a murderer. <laughs> I was oh like, my Yo. goodness. I'm like, it is, I'm like how, how crazy is it? I always think about that Chris Rock um, bit when he's like, Yo, Live in my neighborhood, I had to be the world's biggest comic to be my neighbor. He just had to be a white dentist. And like <laughs> watching this, I couldn't stop thinking of Chris Tucker just had to be black to be next to this murderer white dude. <laughs> what this dude probably had to kill and embezzle so much money. Oh man. Yep. America. And uh everything with him in we got uh what's his name? Um Fades on Love. Yeah, Fades on Love. Oh my god. <laughs> The thing that made me laugh, I know there's a homophobia in this in this scene. It is. And as a it kid, is. I probably laughed at the whole thing. But the thing that made me laugh still this time is just is how, it? Qu well, okay, how right. quick uh, Chris Tucker would immediately <laughs> move his hand. <laughs> and like he was so focused on his story that he didn't realize what was happening. He was like moving it, but like getting out oh, of the yeah. way. But is it funny. actually is this homo is it homophobia or is it like a sexual assault joke? Like it's a it's more of a it's, rape. It's joke. that too. It's yeah, well, yeah. but it's it's all I think of it's that, a little right? Like yeah, I think it's everything. It's it's all of those <laughs> because we're laughing because the, the point of the joke I think yeah is the assault joke, but also like the fact that like it is this because face on love is like it's a bigger dude who they make be super soft and it's just I don't it yeah. is not I, okay. I think it's, I think it's more of a it's it's a very heavy rape. Yeah, but here's the thing, and we've talked about this before because literally coming to America just did it for yeah. it's still somehow. Yeah. What is it? How many years later now? <laughs> like oh man, fifteen or whatever. You'd years imagine, later, 
I know. I should have. I should have been able to do that. Math. Don't and look honestly, at me. I'm looking at y'all. Like 23, Yeah. Wait, no, 24. 24. Wait, 97 was 24 years ago. We don't need to say this out loud. <laughs> 97 was. 20. We don't need to talk about the actual amount of time. <laughs> oh, Melissa coming through. I wonder what coming the through original. With the facts. Yeah, <laughs> producer Melissa was like the, they improv that scene because the original scene wasn't working. I wonder what the original also, scene was. Also, Faison was just visiting him on set. <laughs> he wasn't even in this movie. <laughs> and they're like, "You got to get my man in here." But Chris also, Tucker was just putting people on. Wow. I love okay. it. But also, the funniest part though is at I listen. I, I'm not defending this scene, but it's just something because you know Faison love and just seeing Faison just grab him with two hands and just be like was it like this and it's something about Chris Tucker's face to me where he just realizes like what's going on and he gets so offended I'm like it's not funny but it does make me get cool the fact that he also didn't notice until he's so in this story <laughs> he didn't notice to the end of his shirt what's up he took his shirt off <laughs> where your shirt at <laughs> he unzipped his pants <laughs> He was getting, he was getting closer. Uh, that scene feels like wait. an improv scene. Now that I'm thinking about it, that scene feels like an improv scene. It felt like it just goes on the beats of like, like Faison is literally just doing a bunch of shit without saying words. Nah, he really, <laughs> nah, he grabbed me though. Now, no, nah, he grabbed yeah, me. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. This, yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, he got me like hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then like, and then he's like, he's just throwing so much smack talk to this random French dude who keeps throwing him down. <laughs> oh, you like, man, man, I'm connected. Uh, you don't know about me. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah. And the French dude is like, oh yeah. Like, it is so intense for no reason. He goes, um, where are you from? That French part of Compton? <laughs> <laughs> also, what was this? How was this gang so connected? They had... Somebody on the inside of the prison. They had a SWAT, like two SWAT teams, a helicopter, Dude, a, a guy inside the force. Like they, I was like, <laughs> "Listen, what? it was fifteen million dollars yeah. in diamonds." Yes. I don't know if that's incredibly Which feels small. Like not enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it truly feels like. It yeah, feels 97, true, 15 million dollars. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand that fifteen million dollars is a lot. Ninety seven, but. That's a lot of people to pay. I'm like, this <laughs> yeah, is a lot. How much was this operation? Of, you share one diamond. How much was this operation? You share one diamond. Go take it with like you, man. Blackhawk <laughs> Yo, they, they had, dude. They had SWAT team. Like it wasn't like a couple of guys. It was like like an army. <laughs> I loved it. They covered. Oh. They covered a whole city block. I, how did they even get away? <laughs> For first off, I laughed because they did all this stuff, but when it was time to take the the handcuffs off, the dude just had a little handsaw. I was like, first off, bro, I was like, y'all got enough bombs to like take out the street. Yeah, and y'all need to grab a handsaw. Like, that's it. No, man, take me, with also, take me with you. Take me with you, man. Like it is also yeah. Chris, the way that Chris was like. <laughs> The way that he was celebrating with them, like that y'all. was the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> the funniest part Everybody of the movie, all right? Was, oh, okay, was all right. <laughs> them in the helicopter laughing, and Chris Tucker laughing along, and then like hugging the guy. yes, the hug. The hug is what got me. It's like, uh, yeah, we did it, we did it, man. It's hey, like, man, you can help over my cousin's house. He live right. <laughs> You could drop cool, the off. We Come did on, it, Wayne. Did it, Wayne. <laughs> Him hugging them, I I was like, this is the 
this is the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. It was so dumb. Um, yeah, it was too good. Too good. It, but like <sighs> I said, it's all like it's not like this was not scripted. This everything way, is just all it's all Kristoff. This is not scripted. <laughs> was this way. Way. Like Cat wasn't. I, I could tell that Cat was like watching, but like she was like on her computer and stuff. And there was a point where I could tell that like <laughs> Chris Tucker hadn't stopped talking for like twenty straight minutes. Like the movie, we were twenty minutes into the movie, and it had been predominantly Chris Tucker. Ta- he had a twenty-minute monologue. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, a twenty-minute improvised monologue. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe some of it was written. And he was like, "I'm gonna just keep yeah. going." I would just yeah. Because like, so Charlie Sheen's story is just that he's he's this new Who? he's this weatherman <laughs> who's trying to be a news reporter for sweepstakes, which is a term that. Even though I was alive during this time, I barely understand. <laughs> I sweep, don't sweep, think I ever sweep, sweep. truly did, and I it's, will never. <laughs> it's the week when I don't know. It's the week when I guess news matters more. <laughs> <laughs> I it, I mean no it no. Used to it's be in something they talked about in, all the time in t- TV and yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, man. I think it turned into um now since there's so much about I think it turned into like the mid season finale for shows. Like it's usually like um. Why do I even know this? Uh, it used to be like in November, like before the holidays. It'd be like, this is the big moment. And then you come back after the... So yeah, right. it's just a mid-season finale. Just a time wait, where most wait, people but, are watching TV. But what what does it have to do? It's okay. So it is it is around the same time as, as mid-season finale. So like before the holidays. Yeah. And so... And then the beginning of... the Okay. Up, and so like news news programs are like we need to have our we need to have hard-hitting like exciting stories <laughs> so that like after somebody watches you know whatever it is that they're watching friends friends they right, also they tune mm-hmm. in to oh shit what what Coming underground thing did you yeah yeah <laughs> okay yeah you know we cover the story of a diamond heist yeah it's just it's just fun i mean but basically Charlie Sheen's character is like Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Nightcrawler. Like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> just like this, like just journalist with literally no moral values whatsoever. He's his character is pretty like he's he's not the worst person in the world, but he's definitely not a person that you want to root for. And yet, he, I think we're supposed to be like on his side somewhat. He's the bad guy to me. He's the bad guy. <laughs> No, for real. Think about it. He's the bad, he's the reason that Chris Tucker gets locked up. He's right. the reason he kills. He gets literally at one point. Chris Tucker would have been fine if he didn't have to go back and save this dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chris Tucker makes his marriage better because Charlie Sheen ain't shit and born. Like, <laughs> like true. he he literally helped. He carries this dude along the whole way, and it's like for what? Um, yeah. So Charlie Sheen's the real bad guy. This movie to me. The fact that <laughs> the fact that. Though I do what I love though about that reality is the fact that like I think it's like two thirds of the way through the movie when <laughs> they get into a fist fight, but it's just Chris Tucker railing on yes, on yes, oh, easily nice. though, easily, easily, and then at the end of his last punch, it's just, he just <laughs> he does he does like the rock level like theatrics just to get this last hit in. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I I'm here for it. I'm yeah, here. and I guess like, yeah, like Char- Charlie she he, well, Chris Tucker's character calls him, but then when he gets there and Charlie Sheen's like, 
all right. Like, well, he tur- he takes out a gun, Chris p- pushes him in the water, which is hilarious and great. But then he's like, yeah, I want an exclusive on your story. And Chris Tucker's like, nah. And I was like, wait, nah? Like, you had to know that ex- that was the exact... <laughs> like, why did you call him? Like, didn't you call him because you knew that he was going to want an exclusive on you? And therefore, he would help you out? <laughs> it would just felt like... a. It just felt like the person who was writing the script felt like they had to write that in. And I was like, no, you're not making any sense. Like, I don't actually think this move, like, I don't think this movie was written very well. I just think Chris Tucker just was so funny and just like literally improved every scene that he was in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, not to not to crap on the person who wrote this movie. No, but, but the thing is, it, this movie. <laughs> no, but this movie is this. This movie reminds me of um, Beverly Hills Cop. It's like, yeah, the movie was fine, but the movie was elevated because of Eddie. Like this movie would have been fine, but we'd be talking about it twenty odd years later. No, it's because of Chris Tucker. Like I, we don't remember a Charlie Sheen line in this movie. We don't remember yeah, anybody's what line. It? What is You're a Charlie? Right. What's, a, what's a Charlie Sheen? line in this movie i can't tell you two things about all i <laughs> i don't know I, uh uh what did he say uh, some shit that don't matter that's what he said okay that's what he said. <laughs> i'm really there were other people like the dad was was funny i like oh, yeah. him wait is this uh, not victim yeah. old son i have my mama make him is it like he was so mad these dudes wrote toy story <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah, yeah they did. Um, I know. Cheaper by the dozen. Yeah. Well, they're credited not, writers. Not, so not a bad. A movie, lot of the, yeah. a lot of the a lot of the stuff that they wrote on, like they also wrote with other people. Garfield. Um, Garfield. At least Neil was great, though. At least Neil was so good in this. She was great, and I realized she was the only person who could actually like match Chris Tucker in the scene, oh, yeah. where it didn't feel like Chris Tucker was absolutely dominate like everyone else i feel like everyone else got dominated by chris tucker like to the (laughs) to a degree that was except for except for fazy i love but that's only because he because his bit was he had to let him keep talking you know what i mean (laughs) and then but then elise neal was like (laughs) she was great it's so funny because she uh i guess i'm skipping around the scenes with her but um when they're at was it the taco spot or something yeah. like that? And she shows up in a bonnet and shades. <laughs> the most obvious. <laughs> the most, you, if you leave your apartment dressed like that, you were followed. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if you didn't you didn't see that you were followed, but you were followed. <laughs> okay. oh, I mean, man. I mean, I think Chris Tucker was so good because he was maneuvering through so many different things. Like he had, he did have to deal with the mobsters. He had to deal with the police. Wasn't that cop from the mask? Is that um? The one who ended up being like, oh um, yeah, a dirty the, guy. Uh, Man, he was in so many things. Yes, whoever it was that he owed, he yeah, was yeah, in yeah. for. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh man, this dude's from the mask. Can we talk? Okay, I forgot. We skipped over the scene where he's in a diner, and two cops come in. Yes, oh. and they and they look, <laughs> and they're like <laughs> looking at the TV, and <laughs> they look at him, and the first look Chris Tucker does go, he just goes. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, can you believe this? <laughs> and oh, then he's like just... still looking at them, and, he, and then he runs, and they immediately start shooting, <laughs> like inside a diner full of people. They start emptying their clips at a dude 
who they don't know is that guy. They just think is that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. they just, they're like, I to be think fair, that's it him. was clearly Let's a picture of him. him. <laughs> I mean, no, but it also was like, yeah, they to didn't be say fair, freeze. It was clearly a Did they even talk or did they just nah, start man. shooting? Nah. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, I mean, they should no have shot and just shot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they even said, wait, freeze, put your hands I think they were like, oh, that's him. <laughs> Honestly, that would happen now. All of us have people that look like us in this world, man. You ain't. <laughs> he also, though, he also had the the, the um. What what he had the yes, the, the he handcuff. Was he was still hiding on. it. He was hiding it. <laughs> they didn't see that. They shot at him before they saw man, that. It was out. It, it, listen, I'm not saying no. They he did. Shot he saw. Him, he was like, they, they should have shot at him. <laughs> this was also one of those also, things, yeah. though, that like we. I feel like we know in in society because it's, it's very real. Like if if someone has killed cops, like cops are like, we don't like, we don't. Yeah. We we're allowed to kill you. Yeah. We're going to kill you. But like <laughs> that, that was also hanging over this, this movie. Like they just, they refer to them as cop killer for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like yeah. these are the cop killers, right? These are the cop killers. It was, even though they said like, these are people suspected in the, mm-hmm. like, I also love how they were like, no one knew, no one else saw that there was an army of people? The the (laughs) fact that they were like, oh, these two people killed the cops, it was like, there was a bus that was exploded, like a bomb went off. And and at least 20 prisoners died. They don't mention that at all. (laughs) Nobody cares (laughs) that there was like 20 other people who died, that they got blew up and then shot with machine guns. And they're over here thinking like, yeah, it's probably these two. What? <laughs> it, it, it's so ludicrous. We only talk about cop killings when there's a brown person involved. So, like, if a white dude would have did it, we would be talking about the people on the bus and not the cops that actually died. You know what I mean? I don't know why I made that real, but I mean, I just you know. Wait, that, I'm, you know, I, wait. I'm, you're saying if I'm saying but if, there was if, a white if, person as well. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is the black dude is the one who I feel like got a lot of the, the, the flack for it. You know what I mean? Oh, that's right. who the cops well, yeah, were chasing. You know, if this would have been, you know, somewhere else and have been a white dude doing some crazy shit. It'd be like, oh, nah, what did the <laughs> cop do? You know what I'm also, saying? Also, I love how there was only two police officers on this case. <laughs> Lord yeah. have mercy. I was like, Lord have mercy. There was a... a Traffic was blocked on a high, on like a, <laughs> on a bridge. A bus, a bus of prisoners was blown up. Uh, a Black Hawk helicopter flew these prisoners away, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Okay, so we're gonna get these two guys on the and and yeah, that'll be it." <laughs> Insanity. <laughs> and every other Insanity. beat officer is just going to shoot at black people who they think are the cops, <laughs> <laughs> just with a reckless abandonment. Oh no! The amount of the amount of times <laughs> oh, the police no. shot into crowded areas. Even the other guy, the other, the other, the other guy who what, who was supposed to be the good cop, or, or, or well, he was the good cop, and then it was just like, wait, no, he's actually the bad cop. But even the other guy was shooting at Chris Tucker and Charlie. She- he saw two people running, and he was like, yeah, let me just go shoot at these people on the top <laughs> of a roof. I'll shoot into this building. Yeah, I cannot believe you're right. The cops who killed Breonna Taylor weren't arrested. <laughs> yeah, I like can't you mean you mean still to this day not arrested yeah i can't believe 
you're as a police officer just allowed to just freely shoot into anything for i don't know what i mean anyway whatever john oliver has a good episode on that when he breaks down how they get away with it and it's like oh yeah we will never get justice we have this whole bit where like Charlie Sheen takes him in and he's like, look, uh, the deal is I'm holding you until Monday and you have to come to my wedding. I'm getting married. And then like, we'll do the exclusive interview and that'll help you because you get to clear your name. Um, and, and then he takes him to his wedding rehearsal where he's like, yeah, we'll just say that you're my friend. And then he immediately <laughs> tells everyone that he's Vic Damone's son. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason it's like yeah, why it's like, it's such like, a high lie like <laughs> such a high because he wanted lie. he wanted them to know that he could rock with the best of them he saw how big the house was Yo. he remembered that Vic Damone got that fine black girl oh right was yeah, was yeah you're Damone's half black too. and half Italian mama mia no yeah. wait no so like, here's what Okay, I don't know why this was so funny to me, but how racist <laughs> towards black people this this Italian dad was was so funny because right. he would be like, "Oh, so you're half and half Italian." Like he didn't even say black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even bring himself to say. Black. And then later, now, when he the learns other that guy's he's supposed not... to be Italian too, hmm? the other the, the, guy was the, Italian too, right? Which one? The the, the one that he owed money to twenty five thousand dollars to. Oh, oh, I don't he? know. Oh, yes, 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 I think he was. I think he was. The the mob boss. Yo, I keep forgetting there was so much happening in this movie. It's like, yeah, yeah, he did owe that dude money. And then, isn't his cousin Aaron? Yeah, like, when he had to go, yo, this movie is crazy. Yo, Aaron! Was the dad supposed to be in a in the mob? No. I mean, no, I, don't I don't think know. so. How did he get, how did he get rich? Come on, come how on, Bray. So come rich? on, Bray. Why are you, why are you asking they these questions? They were so rich, though. Why are you asking these questions? Why they were oh. like, yeah, all right. Also, why was the wife so instantly mean to him? It was like she just, I was like, what Truly, is this? It may, here's the thing: she was instantly mean to him, and then when it was found out that he was like a cri- like a criminal, possibly a cop killer, and all this stuff, then she was nice. I was like, what? Because she even said it back. He was my first. He was my last. <laughs> he was my everything. I was like, oh, man. Well, but the thing is, she wasn't nice. She just didn't want the wedding to be called off. <laughs> she, she's Her thing was 300 people are coming here tomorrow. It wasn't like... It wasn't I like, felt like she directed it at him so much so that the, that the dad had to be like, I just don't listen to her. You know what I mean? I felt like he had to comment because she was so rude to him. And I'm going to say it. I think because he was black. But I'm gonna let it go. No, yeah, they. But they were, <laughs> they were racist towards him. Like when, when, yeah. when, the, when guy learns that he's not victim own son, he's like he's a hundred percent mooly. Like he, yeah, it's yeah. like mad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That yeah, that's me. true. That yeah, there was a, there was a, <laughs> that detail. Well, this is the thing, and this is what's so funny is that. All the other jokes, it feels like all the other jokes that weren't Chris Tucker that other people had were just racist jokes. Like they just had, to, it was just mostly other people just being like trying to talk like Chris Tucker talks, but yeah. like not doing it and like making fun of him for talking like that. And you're just like, what? It, yeah. And it actually felt like while I was watching the movie, I was like, it feels sad even in the context of the film. Like even the characters in the film, I look at them, I'm like, 
man, you guys are pathetic. Like you have absolutely nothing and you're just leading on racism to try to make yourselves feel better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's what makes like a line, like after, after Charlie Sheen does the, like, you know, it's like a G dog on a fly tip chilling with the posse. Like he does that whole thing. Yes. And then after, after Chris Tucker's like, man, I don't want to have to beat your ass, but I will beat your ass. That's all he <laughs> says. It's, so it's enough to squash it to me. It was so funny. Oh, uh, yep. 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 All of that was great. I loved this other character, by the way. His friend, what was his name? Aaron. Aaron, the guy Aaron. with the guns. Oh the guy my with God. all the guns. Oh my God. Yeah. I love Aaron. Aaron. I love Aaron. Aaron was great. <laughs> this, uh, this actor's name is Michael Wright. I mean, that was absolutely incredible. <laughs> like, his, his whole character was like, Oh, ah, it's funny. Omar from Mars. Melissa said it was Omar from Oz. I remember him from the Five Heartbeats, right? Right? Yeah, I remember him from the Five Heartbeats. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, he was so good. Well, he's incredible in this. <laughs> I and also the thing so that's so good. crazy is that I love that. I wonder if he made it up or was it written that way. But the fact that like his character has a lollipop, and then when he comes back at the end. With the bazooka, he just hands it to his to his boy and just there's something so funny about like him handing the lollipop to the dude, he holds it, he shoots the bazooka, and his boy just starts laughing and his feet start kicking in the air. Like, ah <laughs> it's just so dumb. Even even before that, when the guy was about to like snipe them and he was like, hmm. Yo. <laughs> like it's just a black just dude with a bazooka. It is a bazooka, yo. Like that shit. was Awesome. That was definitely my favorite. One of my favorite parts in the movie was just him just literally blowing people up with a pursuit. And they were sitting there chilling Chill, the whole time. Chilling. <laughs> like not scared or nobody. Not like, scared. Just truly chilling. Like they didn't call. They didn't bring in backup. They were also like, in the open. They weren't behind no. anything. <laughs> they were fully in the, the open. They're in the seats. Taking the people seats. out. They're Whenever bl- they wanted to. Also, they're blowing up the Coliseum. They weren't, that's the thing. They weren't in the seats. They were on the, they were sitting on the stairs. There was literally nothing in front of them <laughs> at all. They were fully exposed and they did not care. Oh, it's too uh, much. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was great. Any other parts you want? I mean, like, he had the, the calling the in the bomb. auction scene. I love the, oh, auction, the auction scene. scene yeah. Oh, the auction scene funny. was great. It was funny watching him go and then seeing the dad get into it. Do you know him? This is how, that's how I learned what this meant. Like, um, the, the yeah. curse word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Language. I had no clue what that meant until this movie. Because I did it, and my stepdad was like, don't do that again. I was like, why? Why? And I did it, and I think I did it um, um, walking out of church. Dude. Oh, man, it was, not, it was not good. It was not good. It was not good. You, were, you had to test your boundaries there. Oh, man. But the thing oh, is, I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't doing it to him. It was like, I, you ever have somebody, like, when you're a kid, someone set you up, so, like, maybe it's, like, you know, your friend or your cousin, they start cursing at you or something, and then you finally, you know, curse and hit them back. But then when you that's go when back, you that's when you get caught. <laughs> so I felt like uh, one of my friends at church that had did works. it. And I'm in the parking lot, so all you see in the distance is like just a black kid doing that in the parking lot, and I'm like, "Oh, damn!" At church, because I'm telling you, Gerard man, at church, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I remember the kid who did it, Andre. He did it first. He set me up. He set me up. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, uh, I love that whole that all that that whole back and forth, and the way the the auctioneer is is like <laughs> when he's like, "Suck my dick." She's like, "I 
think that means one fifth like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that means <laughs> uh, I don't know. And then he immediately trashes that car, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to say I'm about to say the moment he gets that car is funny because his car chase is him screaming as the guy chases him in the police car. Oh, like, yeah, that was you funny. see him come past the camera. Uh, also that french dude gets away he's trapped between four cars six cars piled up around him waving a machine gun there's zero police presence he walks away it's insane how many times that yeah i'm like how are there full shootouts in the street full shootouts in the auction like there are shootouts so many places and these cops get there so late every time yep Every time. How were there explosions happening? <laughs> and the cops still, like, it took them so long to get there. Oh, maybe because of the dirty cop. Maybe the dirty it, cop was like, um, I don't know. Because weren't some of the people at the end also dirty cops? Like some of the some of the um, people on the payroll? Like, um, well, I'm making that up. I don't know. As far, as far as I know, it's just that one guy. But you have to assume that, like, that's that becomes the reason for everything. Like, why are there only two cops? Well, the dirty cop you know, cut other people out. Why, yeah. you know, why does everyone show up to everything late? You know, the dirty cop. No, like that becomes the band-aid yeah, yeah. that you put right, on, right, right. Yeah. on everything. I mean, I liked once we got to this Coliseum because again, man, this just shows like how um, Chris Tucker was making moves. Like when the, the small time guy like corners him, like you promised the diamonds to someone else. Like, no man, the diamonds are here. The diamonds are for us, for us. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, you think I'm doing all this for? I'm keeping some diamonds too. Yo, wait, oh, yeah. Yeah. So wait, he's like, I that's... gave you ten million. You said that you said fifteen. <laughs> he's like, what? Do you think I'm doing all this running around for? He's like, you greedy mother, or <laughs> whatever it is. That yeah. part is so funny to me. I, uh, Chris Tucker, I can't. Because again, good. it's real. It's like, yeah, man, I'm I'm keeping some of the diamonds. Like, I'm doing all this. I'm getting shot at. I'm keep. Yo, first off. I know it was 15. I'd have kept eight. Eight mil. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how do you know? Well, who knows how much he kept? I mean, we only see two. First off, we only see first two off break, my ears to the streets. My ears to the streets, okay? I know that one of the diamonds. <laughs> I know to cut. I know how to cut it, okay? Because I'm on the streets, Bray. Or just like Chris Tucker. He knew. You probably could, like, looking at the looking at them, you could probably discern, like, oh, this cut's pretty good. If you take it, have least no half, idea. <laughs> I, when people are like, oh, this is a, a freshly cut diamond. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like when people like have the rings and it's like, oh, man, that's a big ring. I'm like, that could be a cubic zirconium. How do we know? How do you know? You got to get the little eye thing and like look for you gotta get the the rainbows eye thing. or something in it. It would be so hard for a regular person <laughs> to figure so disappointed. out. <laughs> She's so disappointed. <laughs> but, but. You know, it's you know it's fifteen million. If you were gonna keep eight million, you would you 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 at least know like okay, half of this pile of diamonds is probably pretty close, right? Like Rachel, Rachel just right. left with the dog I, and was like, "Nigga, you better learn how diamonds work." <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so. I was I was gonna say though, it would be so hard for a regular person like figure out how to like flip those diamonds in a way yeah. that isn't going to get you caught. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. A regular person showing up with fifteen million dollars in diamonds, they know, they know. <laughs> but I, I would have did the same thing he did. I'd have put that in an earring. I'd, I'd have just started get. I'd have gave y'all a couple. Be like, hey man, the anniversary's coming up. 
boom. It's so, I, I was surprised that he didn't have a couple in his pocket to just like, while he was running around, be like, all right, here's, here, okay, I got, I got you here, here, take this one dime. <laughs> just, <laughs> He's using them as marketing chips. <laughs> he better have given it. He better have given Aaron some diamonds. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know he did. You know oh, he gave. Oh yeah. You know, okay. Aaron, a couple diamonds. Come on, man. He Eric came out to hook Aaron. He probably Eric hooked up um, his man's. What's what's the dude who? Um, what's the dude's name? Oh, the dude, the dude who let him in the Coliseum. Yeah. Just oh yeah. yeah. He, probably he almost up. died too. Yeah. He better have hooked him up. That man Rolling. literally Rolling. almost died. <laughs> Rolling. Also, he almost got that man killed for putting him on screen. I love how the guy was like, "Someone's helping him up there." I'm like, "Helping him? He's just going off the screen." You're gonna kill this person? <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, that's Yo, so okay. Funny. Wait, Roland's in a lot of stuff, but I just realized he's the cop in Home Alone who like is annoyed Ooh. on the phone. Oh, the donut, the donut dude, <laughs> the no. donut dude. <laughs> no, that's not him. It's him. <laughs> what? I'm losing my mind. I haven't actually I'm, seen confirmation. I just saw his picture on IMDb. Yep. Okay, now I've seen official confirmation. Officer Balzac is his name. Which is Boy, that's his name? A oh, very man. funny joke oh, man. <laughs> that I only am just now <laughs> understanding as an adult. I don't even know if I heard it as a kid. Like reading it now, I now know. <laughs> Yo, Eric. Sorry, every time I think about his name. Um, also, this is my last thing. I think this movie is just great, but I don't know what else to say. I just really liked uh, the end of this movie because I felt like they had a couple of iconic shots in this movie. Like, um, I know we skipped around a little bit, but like, um, Braylock touched on it when he's doing the dance, which I used to call the Chris Tucker dance when like, um, Charlie Sheen takes him home to get, uh, changed up and he's like doing the dance. You better have hot water in here. And he's like, I look better than your suit than you do. And he's just so cocky walking to the car. Yeah. I love that. And I also yep. love at the end when Charlie Sheen goes, how many did you keep? And he just stands up and smiles towards the camera. And that, like watching it this time, I didn't realize that that diamond covers his whole bottom ear damn <laughs> yeah it's huge <laughs> again man he was so smart and i think you wouldn't see you wouldn't normally see a guy like that be like that crafty that smart i was like i'm here for it i'm so here for it i also just love how extended the back and forth of like the ring being wrong like that lasted for so long. Yeah, it did it did what the hell is this, this is not the ring man just, just keep it just get, somebody get it it's take legal. Take it. <laughs> like, take it. Don't nobody know about it. <laughs> it's legal. Don't nobody know about it, which is hilarious. Don't nobody know about it. That's what legal means in this case. Also, I forgot in this movie how big, as I was looking up right now, how big Heather Locklear was at this time from yeah. like TV and stuff. Like she was huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, small, small part in this movie, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is crazy. Really um, small part. Which I was she wondering, like, like nothing. Which I was wondering, like, why did she take it? Because she was so, like, what is, I'm looking up her right now, like, received four consecutive Golden Globe nominations. Like, well, she was such a... Televi- was she... She was. It was much, all television. It was all television. Movie, yeah, but there was a huge divide between television and movies, oh, especially Oh, you're then. right. Oh, so you're right. it was, like, a much bigger deal to be in movies, yeah. You're right, because her, big, her, her biggest movies up until that point, oh, wow, there were cameos. So she was in Wayne's World 2 as herself. She had a cameo in the First Wives Club. Yeah, this this might have been one of her bigger movie parts. Yeah, this might have been. Also, like, the, 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 uh, I keep thinking, when talking about Heather Locklear, I keep thinking about the fat, uh, j- joke and like, and how that was like so, 
uh, popular at the time, like specifically saying fat and then PHAT, pretty uh, hot in Timpton. Like, oh, I remember that, that. Like from the trailer, that led to like everyone saying that. That. <laughs> fat. Oh, wait, really? Yes. Uh, yo, I use that and, shit all the time. And, and specifically, people didn't like, say fat. You're saying people no, started people, saying fat. People, after this said, movie? F- people said fat, but, but the popularity of specifically fat, PHAT, pretty hot and tempting. And saying it like that, and like, like, like that, that became like a thing. <laughs> fat, got it. Fat. I, oh man, I'm now remembering that. I used to that all the time. Yeah. Oh, I feel like that was that a annoying. joke that was used a lot back then. Was like, yes, you're yes. fat, and being like, <gasps> I'm like, no, fat, pretty hot tip. Like, like fat, I remember like, it from PHA, this movie. PHAT fat. You know. Yes, but I'm saying like, oh. I I do think that we can attribute it to <laughs> like to the success this, of this specific because it it was that it's that thing of like um you know it had been in the the zeitgeist like people it had right. been there but like this like jumps skyrocketed it you know <laughs> uh yeah right. I, I meant I remember that dad woof woo, woo, I love woof. how he said it just. Because like he didn't, he didn't need to say, that. yeah. Don't hey, hey, she's very sensitive about her weight. Her and him. <laughs> she's, she's she's nervous about her weight. You're fat. You're fat. What? What? <laughs> I mean, fat. Fat. Oh, he kept man, saying oh, it. the fact that he and he, <laughs> he goes, "This is this dude." Okay, I know this is inappropriate. This is this guy's fiance, and this is a whole woman in her whole self. But he, oh, right. but he, <laughs> like he goes goes fat damn and like <laughs> he also at the it's end so of at the end of the whole thing is like is like is like yeah anyway you want to get out of here? <laughs> yes <laughs> yes uh, i can't no inappropriate oh, the number of inappropriate um, things this movie made me laugh at all right well look here's my thing i oh I, well, I don't no. want to talk before Gerard speaks. No, 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 man, no, man. I, no, I don't. I don't have anything. I'm, I'm just really happy that we got to review this movie. You know. What I mean? Yeah, me too. And like, and I was so like while I was watching this movie, you know, because because look, I don't do bits anymore. I do not. Your boy doesn't do bits. I I have decided not to do bits anymore. But like while I was watching this movie and thinking about like all of the different, because like things blow up and like you know and like you know, the, the property gets destroyed, you know? And I started thinking about, like, collateral damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I was wondering, like, if y'all have ever seen Collateral Beauty? Have y'all ever seen that movie? Wait, <laughs> Collateral Wait. Beauty? Wait. Yeah, have y'all ever no, seen well, Collateral Beauty? I thought beauty? you were thinking about Collateral Damage. No, no, no. Because then I was like, but what about the beauty of it? Collateral, collateral Beauty. Have y'all seen that? Yeah. Is yeah. it good? Actually, I've never seen it. I You've never seen don't. it? Don't understand why you're talking asking about collateral what is collateral while i was watching money talks i was thinking about collateral damage which then made me think about collateral (laughs) beauty i actually don't even understand why you're thinking about collateral damage to me (laughs) i don't i don't know what's happening braylock in this in this wait there's also a movie called collateral yeah but i've seen that that movie and i like that braylock you're not you're entertaining him (laughs) in this stop trying to make it like collateral Exactly. I've that's also good. seen Collateral Damage. Have you guys seen that? No, we just... Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> All right. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they have helped the cause of leading Black actors in Hollywood. 
If we feel like a film fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we feel like the film somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel like the film didn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Ooh, nothing. nothing. On the count of three, we're going to do our ratings for this film. One, two, three. You knew it. Three black fists. You knew it. Was there ever a question? I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, it had to. Like, Chris Tucker is, is this, Chris this Tucker. movie. Is Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and then he did Rush Hour it, after. Yeah. <laughs> and that Man. eventually let him to become the first black person to get $20 million. Never forget it. Was he, he first black? I thought he was first right. person. For like, Rush Hour he, like, No, no, no. In a movie? I don't think he was the first... I don't think he was the first person. Tom Cruise is the first. Yeah, the first? I, I think it was either I think it was either Tom or Jim Carrey. Um, okay, okay. Um, but he was right. the first. Yeah, I, black I do not I know that. specifically, but I thought I I had thought it. There was something. There was some point where like I had always thought that he was the first black person to get it, and then I saw something. They were like, "No, Jim he was Carrey first. was like he, Jim Carrey was it, the first to get it was 20 for, mil. It was for yes. um, it was for Cable Guy, right? For the Cable Guy. For Cable wow. Guy. Wow. Right? For Cable Guy. Damn. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was so big. Like, no one knew that movie was going to bomb like that. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird got, and dark. Can you imagine you, you, are, you get so big and that you, your, your quote is 20 million now. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the movie you do for tw- that you make 20 million on is a massive flop. Oh, what was it? What Cable Guy wasn't a, a massive flop, though, right? It just didn't do as it just didn't do like we paid him twenty million dollars. It, it was critically panned. Yeah. I don't know how it did in the box office. Uh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh no, it wasn't. No, it, it wasn't a flop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it made a hundred and well, I don't know actually. It, it yeah. Crit- critically million. did bad, but like people still went out. People were like, "It's it's Jim Carrey and, and Matthew Broderick." Like, I'm gonna see this movie. The budget yeah. was 47 million, so Jim Carrey's salary was agreed, almost agreed. half the budget, and then the movie <laughs> yeah. made 102 million. Here's okay. the thing: that movie would never have made 102 million if Jim Carrey wasn't. Yeah, in if it. he wasn't in it, that's true. You know what I mean? That's like, true. Yeah. If they put that yeah. movie no in, it was it. just some but other actor. Movie, like, he got paid twenty million dollars. That wasn't going to make If it was Charlie Sheen, like, <laughs> stop it, stop it. I gave it. I gave it a fist wow. because, again, like we just said, we got to know who Chris Tucker was, and he became such a huge star. And I think a lot of it attributed to this movie. I mean, I feel like I feel like black people knew him from Friday, but general audiences knew him from Money Talks. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us at Black Man Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, BlackmanPodcast.com is our website. You can find links to our merchandise. You can find links to our defunct Patreon, where we have a year's worth of episodes up there, $5 a month. You can listen as long as you like and then bounce if you want to. Yeah. And you know what? We might do. We keep saying uh, this. Lovecraft Country. We might do Falcon and Winter you, you Soldier. Okay. You say this we every might you say do. This? I'm just saying. The people, James, you one of the most busiest people I know. You keep talking, you keep, you keep suggesting more um, shit that you cannot do. <laughs> like, yeah, we about to do this. It's like, nigga, when, when we when? might. I'm just you saying, tell we me. might. I don't know if we gonna do. It. I'm just saying, we might do. It. If you give us five star rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We'll read your review on the air. This one is from the Cat Twenty One, Hollywood City. I love you guys so much. Y'all have me rolling with the cats episode. And whenever you talk about a bad Will Smith movie, <laughs> now when I watch movies, I say, 
Oh, I know that they are going to roast them for this scene. (laughs) And nine out of 10 times, y'all do. (laughs) Keep being amazing. And thank you for making me laugh while I'm at work. Much love. Oh, thank you for that. That was nice. That's nice. First off, I love that. I say Hollywood City. Okay. It's okay. So when you write it and Bray has to say it, he's taking my Hollywood City and he he likes doing it too much. He tried to take my drums. Okay. He tried to take my drums. I saw y'all on the Twitterverse talking about Bray locking the drums. No. Next time Bray was Hollywood City, I'm going to say The thing that was weird was it was like they were angels and then it was like, no, they're actors. And then it was like, no, they are angels. That was was such a weird thing. Are you talking about that movie? (laughs) It was like, like, why why did it go through that journey? Low-key, I had no clue what the fuck you were just talking about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right well well wait Ooh, does anything new come out soon I hope um, so. like anything new fun and black um uh what's his name this it comes out the end of the month um end of april michael b jordan yes movie. i can't oh, wait for that oh oh yeah okay. are any black people in um godzilla versus king kong no all right well that makes sense uh <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Is uh oh shit is uh Jackson Jr. Uh, oh, I don't think he's still this? in it. He's not in none of the trailers. He's not. He's not in any of the Damn. trailers. Ooh, does Mortal Kombat count? Because that's all people of color in that one. Yeah, I think that counts. Yeah, buddy. Will Smith got a hundred million dollars for Men in Black Three. Oh, yeah, that's so the that's most. That's Wait, the what? most money oh. an actor was paid for a single movie. I mean, if you start adding up, wait, I put, I put the link to Business Insider in here. Yeah, but hold on. But do you think that no, was just? No, that wasn't sad. It had to be like back end stuff too. Like that includes yeah. back end. So, so this list includes, and it had to be producer stuff too. I bet. I feel like no, some of no, these are performance based pay. Yeah, so a lot of it is like, um, yeah, it's the upfront and then the back pay. Like Jack Nicholson got the famous one from Batman. Robert Downey, I made like he made like seventy four, seventy five from Avengers because he, you know. But will yeah, back pay man. Those back ends. For a, that's got, for a single movie. Him. Like the the list is, the list has a bunch of different stuff. But like for one movie, that's the most that that an actor has made for for. So I think he got a bonus. So I think he used to get bonuses if your movie made a certain amount of money. I think he hit it a hundred um, million. Anywho. All right. Well, this has been great. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right. Until next week. All right. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonds. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever Dog. 
What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The Ghost with the Most Past Due Child Support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!